We are in Come Follow Me week two, which is Matthew chapter two and Luke chapter two. And I would title this, What Do You Seek? And I want to start in Matthew chapter two, verse two. We're talking about the wise men. And it says, we have seen the star in the east and are come to worship him. And the thing that stands out to me there is that they were familiar what the signs would be. And they were prepared when they saw the sign to go and find him. They were prepared to act. And it tells us in verse 10 that they rejoiced with exceeding great joy when they saw the star. And that took me back in my memory to 3 Nephi chapter 11, verse 1. And all of these things have happened on the earth. Earthquakes, great, great changes have been made. And these Nephites are prepared, or these followers of Christ, most of them are Lamanites at this time that are righteous. The Nephites aren't very righteous. But this group has come together who know what these signs mean, as destructive as they have been. And this so hit me. And now it came to pass, and this is chapter 11, verse 1 of 3 Nephi. Now it came to pass, there was a great multitude gathered together of people round about the temple, which was in the land bountiful. And they were marveling and wondering one with another and showing to one another great and marvelous changes that had taken place. And they were conversing about this Jesus Christ of whom the sign had been given concerning his death. And I can remember reading that and thinking they weren't sitting there crying And can you imagine the effort it took to get to the temple with all of these earthquakes and changes that have been made? I'm sure that was not an easy journey. But the reason they went to the temple and the reason they weren't sad, they were marveling. And I'm sure there was because sorrow and joy does coexist. I'm sure there was sorrow. I'm sure there were friends and neighbors that and even their own family that had been affected. But it so struck me that they were marveling and wondering and they were focused on the joy. They were focused on what this sign meant. And much like this, these wise men, they had exceeding great joy. This was a journey for them. This was work for them. But what they had been watching for and preparing for had finally come. And they were prepared to act and go. Much as these people in 3rd Nephi made this journey to the temple, where will he be? They wanted to be where he would be. And where would he come? To his house. And I love these wise men are going. They're following the star. They want to be where he will be. And so that's that's what so struck me in this is what do we seek? Okay, verse 12. It tells us that they are warned of God and they act. They depart another way. And then again in 13 It says, the Lord appears to Joseph, the father, and warns him in a dream to depart. And he acts and he goes. And then there's another time in this chapter, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, verse 19, and warns him, saying, arise and take the child. And then it tells us in 22, again, being warned of God in a dream, And he departs again and goes to Galilee. And so what really struck me 
in Matthew chapter 2 where all of these signs and these warnings and how each of those, the wise men and Joseph, act in each time as they see the sign or they see the warning, that they're prepared to act much as these people in Third Nephi were. They acted. They, they followed the signs. They followed the warnings to seek. What is it that you are seeking and are you prepared to act? So then I want to go in Luke 2. And we have lots of other examples of people who act. And so I want to go in verse 16, and it tells us that the shepherds, the angels have come and told them. And I love this in 16, and it says, and they came with haste. So they heard it. They came with haste, acted fast to find Mary and Joseph. Love that. And then I love this in 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad. So they shared it with others. And we're told that that's what we're supposed to do. And I love in 18, it says they wondered about these things. And then in 20, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising. So much like the wise men, this great joy for all the things they had heard and it and told other people. So I just love that that is how we should act. What are you seeking? Okay, are you prepared to see the signs? Are you prepared to act? And are you sharing it? Are you publishing it abroad? And does it bring you joy? 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, a just and a devout man waiting for the consolation of Israel, which is to take away the trouble, consolation, or alleviate grief. He's waiting for that. And it says the Holy Ghost was upon him and told him that he would not see death until he had seen the Savior. And so where is he? He's at the temple. Where is he going to go to see? He's not just going to expect it's going to show up at his house or he's going where, much as these Nephites did, he's going to see a fulfillment of those signs and those prophecies. And so he's at the temple. And sure enough, it says when the parents brought the child, verse 27, as was the custom, 28, he took the babe in his arms and blessed God, 29, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen salvation. He recognizes, and you can't recognize unless you have that spirit, unless you have kept that spirit or are continuing to seek. He didn't just rest when the spirit told him, you won't die till you see it. He continued to be in the temple seeking the Lord, ready and prepared so that he would recognize when he came, when he got to see it. And then he goes on and he prophesies. And I love this because as he prophesies, it says in verse 33, Joseph and Mary, the mother, marveled at this. And Simeon blesses them and goes on to prophesy. And I think what a comfort for Joseph and Mary who have carried this. Mary has carried most of this in her heart and pondered it and kept it quiet to see wise men know what they know to see shepherds know what they know, to see Simeon in the temple be a witness of what they know. And that is the gift of gathering with those who believe in Christ and are seeking him. As President Nelson said, 
Israel, right? Look for those who are looking for God to prevail in their life. It is such a gift to be surrounded, to seek other people who are seeking Christ, who help us on that journey. And so I love that, that they marvel that someone else knows what they know. And then jump down to 36. And there was one Anna, a prophetess. And I, and I heard in another podcast when it's a lower P that all of us who are believers in Christ, who have the spirit can be prophets and prophetesses. We can prophesy. Any of us who have the Holy Ghost have that title. And there are times when we teach and we speak with the Spirit. And hopefully those times become more and more often. And we would be called prophets and prophetesses because we are prophesying truth, bearing witness of truth. And I love this, that it says she was of a great tribe and age and had lived seven years from her virginity with an husband. And so she only was married seven years and then four score and four years departed not from the temple. That's 84 years. And it says she served God with fasting and prayer night and day. And obviously she was seeking God. Obviously she was a believer and wanted to be where he was and looking for those signs. And I love in 38 she spake to all of those who were looking for redemption and she prophesied of Christ. And I just think that is amazing, all of these witnesses and what a comfort to Mary and Joseph to know others know what they know. And so the final thing that I want to end with that really struck me as I studied these chapters was in chapter 2, verse 10, as it says, And the angel said to the shepherds, Fear not, For behold, I bring you good tidings. And all of a sudden, as I read that, good tidings is what we call the gospel. If you look at the definition of gospel, it is good tidings or good news. I bring you good tidings. I'm bringing you the gospel. I'm bringing you Christ. And another name for Christ is the word. He is the law. He is the truth. He is the way. He is the gospel. And by him coming, it brought the gospel. It brought the way. It brought covenants. It brought commandments. It brought the truth, the way, the more full gospel. We believe all that has been revealed. We believe there will yet be revealed many great and important things. And he ended the law of Moses and brought the gospel. And I loved that. All of a sudden that hit me. Good tidings. They brought the gospel and that should bring joy. That should make us so excited. And then in 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. And that so struck me that the gospel brings peace. Satan is the great imitator, but the one thing he cannot imitate is peace. God is the author of peace. He is the answer to every question. And I went back and re-listened to Elder Ryan K. Olson's talk from conference, Jesus is the answer. And I so loved that listening and just thinking he is the answer to all the trouble, all the conflict in the world, all the divisiveness, all the darkness. Jesus is the answer. And what those angels was bringing, were bringing, excuse me, was this message of the gospel, the light, the way, 
the truth, the word that would bring peace in in an ocean of turmoil. And that is the answer now. Nothing has changed. When COVID hit, I can remember just praying, going and watching on the news as all of these riots started happening and seemed like the world just went to pot so quickly and escalated so fast. And I can remember just praying, thinking temples are closed and we can't gather together. What is the answer? And the answer that came so clearly is God. Christ is the answer. He is peace. So look for him. Look for the sign. Seek to be where he is. Gather with other believers. Look for those who are also looking for him to come. And now that we have the temple, be where he is and find those signs and hear those prophecies, resounding truth, the good news. And I just loved that testimony to me this week. I hope you know the church is true. And more than that, I hope you know how much our Savior loves you.